0: wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big q and This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary. I'm the minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church right here in beautiful Adelaide. Uh, I'm also your Drive Time host, Every Tuesday and Wednesday. It's really wonderful to be able to share with you once again. Uh, I listen, guys. I'd love to have you uh, come and join with us. Uh, look, if you'd like to share a positive thought, if you'd like to share a comment on one of the issues that we discussed today, uh, or if you'd like to simply just simply say hello to us, you can do that by texting us at our studio text number. Our studio text number is zero four triple eight. Eight oh eight eleven. Now that number again is 04888 808 11. That is also the number uh, for our giveaway uh, and prize line. So if you would like to add that into your phone, put it under drive time and then you can send in a message anytime you would like. We really appreciate getting feedback uh, from our listeners. Uh, now this week, uh, we're looking at the theme, Beyond the Grave, the Bible and the passing of death. Now, this has really stirred up some uh, uh, some interest out there. The feedback that we've had has just been absolutely fantastic. Uh, now, yesterday, uh, we had uh, Eric Horan here, and Eric did an absolutely wonderful job. This is really worth listening to. If you want to listen to yesterday's presentation that was entitled, How Did Christ Relate to Death?, um, then you need to go onto the app and uh, just simply replay yesterday's program. Uh, you know, this was uh, this was really – got to – a lot of very positive comments uh, about uh, all that Eric had to share yesterday. Uh, today uh, we're going to be uh, uh, dealing with the subject: "Isn't the soul immortal?" Now, uh, yesterday we did actually have a, a listener text in and ask uh, concerning this very question. They felt it was important that we actually deal with this particular issue because they're conscious that they have friends that uh, uh, that are uh, struggling on this particular issue, and now today. today. Today our co-host is actually live from Perth and uh, it is wonderful to have him uh, with us again. That's Pastor Don Felberg. Now Don recently retired as the Aboriginal uh, Western District Regional Leader. Now welcome to you again Don.
1: Thank you, Pastor Gary. Happy to be with you
0: and your listeners. Ah, uh, look, Don, it is a real privilege. Every time you're on, we always uh, uh, get incredibly positive responses because people uh, love uh, listening to your, uh, uh, to your presentations. Now tell us, what's Perth like at the present time?
1: Well, it's trying to rain and uh <laughs> it's started and uh we've got a week or more of rain. I mean not not constantly, but each day we're going to get some for a week or more.
0: Yeah, we've just had something very similar here, and I tell you, I mean, it actually gets quite miserable after a little while. I uh, I did actually get a chance to go out for my walk uh, this morning, uh, but I have to admit, when the sun's getting up at uh, twenty past seven, uh, and you're out walking at six o'clock, uh, you almost have to have a flashlight uh, with you to be able to see the uh, the road in in front of you. But uh, uh, I did get my I did get my seven and a half k's uh, k's in, and uh, that was uh, that was uh, that was. Really Really wonderful. I really enjoyed uh, doing that. You come back totally uh, refreshed uh, and certainly feeling incredibly alive. Um, yeah, yeah no, nah, it's good. God. Look let's come to our uh, world uh, religious uh, news uh, report because there is so much that's just happening in the religious uh, uh, world at this point in time. I, I I, don't have any problems coming up with things. In fact we could do an entire program just dealing with religious news issues that are impacting uh, Christian churches uh, and uh, all religions right across the world and and uh, and even our own uh, our own church now um one of the articles that i i pulled out again this is uh, uh this is from uh, uh from one of the many magazines that i i, I do actually uh follow uh, was entitled uh, um uh over 60 methodist theologians have signed a statement to retrieve the riches of wesleyan tradition Amid the LGBT debate now, when I read this particular title it 's a rather long title, but I was really interested that there was this uh, group of theologians uh, and ministers from the Wesleyan the Methodist uh, tradition um, that had actually put together a document now uh, this is what the uh, the article uh, the article said. Uh, more than 60 Methodist theologians professors and clergy have signed a statement of faith calling for a return to the core tenets of the Wesleyan Methodist tradition amid a split within the United Methodist Church over its long standing debate on LGBT uh, issues now of course this is an issue that isn't just uh, impacting the United Methodist Church I think it's impacting uh, every uh, every Christian denomination it's just that some denominations are taking a formal stand and formalising uh, changing beliefs that they have held uh, for, uh, for decades. Uh, the article goes on, uh, Kevin Watson uh, who served as the assisting editor for their document told the Christian Post uh, that he helped create the statement because he believes the Wesleyan Methodist tradition needs to retrieve the riches of its own doctrinal heritage. I believe many parts he said of the Wesleyan Methodist this tradition are experiencing a crisis of identity we have forgotten Who we are, we have lost the treasure. The treasure the Lord has entrusted to us, and we've lost our nerve to spread scriptural holiness. Now that was something that really jumped uh, jumped out at me. We've lost our nerve to spread scriptural holiness. Watson, who is the acting director of uh, the theological seminary at Baylor University and the pastor uh, of discipleship at First Methodist Church of Waco, Texas has said it was encouraging to see that over 60 scholars share the same concern and willingness to invest themselves in a contemporary restatement of core beliefs of the Wesleyan theological tradition. This document is not seeking to speak a new word in support of a current cultural moment. Rather, it's seeking to retrieve the basics of the faith that has already been given to us, Watson added. Receiving the faith that's already been given to us, he said, is the first step uh, to seeking to discern what faithfulness looks like in the present. I found this to be uh, some very significant uh, statements are being made here. Uh, the release of the statement comes as many United Methodist churches consider leaving the denomination. The la- this is the largest Methodist denomination in the world. Uh, over the decades-long debate, the same-sex marriage and ordination of homosexual uh, clergy debate uh, has been uh, has been continuing. According According to the United Methodist Church Book of Discipline, homosexuality is considered incompatible with Christian teaching. However, many theologically liberal church leaders have refused to adopt and implement those rules in accordance with the stance uh, that stance in their own congregations. As a result, the schism has seen the number of churches in the U.S. announce their disaffiliation from the United Methodist Church, with some joining the Global Method. Church, a conservative theological alternative to the United uh, Methodist uh, Church. Now, when I read that particular article, uh, Don, the, the thing that uh, stood out to me was, uh, uh, well, firstly, that obviously uh, this uh, this issue is one that is impacting on so many uh, denominations today. Now, uh, of course, my own church, the Seventh Day Adventist Church, the you know where the church that run Faith uh, Faith FM, um, uh, we actually have our room way back in the mid-1800s in the Methodist Wesleyan uh, tradition in the West Methodist Wesleyan Church. Now, Don, let me put something to you. Some would say that these scholars are reacting, uh, to, uh, um, are reacting to what others would see as theological progress. You know, some would even describe those who have put this document together as being somewhat maybe fossils. Um, look, how would you respond to that? Uh,
1: yeah, thank you, Pastor Gary. I think we could ask the question... Is it progress if we are departing from the word of God and moving away from the teachings of the Bible? Mm. I I like the text in the article there in Jude verse 3 where Jude was writing to the Christian believers and he said, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Yeah. So here Jude in his lifetime and we believe he was one of the brothers of our Lord Jesus, but he um he he said it's we need to contend earnestly for the faith once delivered to the saints. In other words, for what Jesus taught, yeah. what Paul taught, what John taught, we need to contend earnestly for this, he said. Now, Pastor Gary, I, I think there are two questions that are at the foundation of all of this. Mm-hmm. Number one, can we trust the Bible? Is it the word of God? I think we've got to settle that one yeah. in order to evaluate this. And number two, what does the Bible teach about various issues, including homosexuality and all these things? Yeah. Well, once we've... Come to an answer to those two questions Can we trust the Bible and what does it teach Once we've worked out uh, that Then we are clear as to which way we should go And where we should stand You know I've, um, I say praise God There are people who are prepared to stand up For their convictions and the truth yeah. I've traveled um, to many places around the world and I remember visiting in Scotland and I saw grave after grave with the words written on them, martyred for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I remember feeling, seeing, thinking, this is these people had real faith. They were prepared to die for what they believed. Yeah, you almost feel yeah. like
0: you, you almost feel like you're standing on holy ground. I mean, I certainly remember visiting very similar the very similar place up there in Scotland, and uh, yes. you know, it's almost as though, hey, this is holy ground that you're standing on.
1: That's very, very true. Very true. And I say, Pastor Gary, let the world call us progressives or fossils. Call us what they like, but the important thing is we believe in harmony with what Jesus taught and what the Bible teaches. Yeah. And yeah. so that, to me, is the important thing. I, I look at this text here, Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10, and this text has challenged me. Uh And Jesus is writing here to the church in Smyrna. Now, the Smyrna church was a persecuted church, a a Christian church in the city of Smyrna, which is modern Izmir in Turkey. Uh Here, Jesus had this message for the Christians in this church. He said, do not fear any of those things which you're about to suffer. Indeed the devil is about to throw some of you into prison That you may be tested And you will have tribulation ten days And then he concludes He says Be faithful unto death And I will give you the crown of life Yeah, Yeah So here If you are going to be faithful You say faithful to what? Well obviously faithful to Jesus And faithful to the teachings of Jesus And he's challenging them, be faithful unto death if that's what it requires. And I'll give you the crown of life. So there's nothing wishy-washy about that sort of Christianity. No, there's not.
0: yeah, I think I really appreciate what you're saying there, Don, because it's an incredible uh, – uh today, I, I, the thing that d- uh, distresses me is the way I am seeing church after church who have got a wealth of uh, uh, of historical richness behind them, uh, who have been yeah. faithful, who have attempted – you know, have been raised up by people who have attempted to be faithful to the Word of God, uh, who yeah. in this day and age – uh, the churches which they founded have chosen to say, well, no, the word of God doesn't matter at all, really. I mean, and to yeah. me, when yeah. I see that, I sort of say, hey, you know, this is uh, this is an incredible problem uh, that's uh, developing, that has developed in our Christian world.
1: It certainly has. That's right. That's right.
0: But Don, look. Let uh, me just can we, let me just move. I'm conscious our time is starting to run away from us already. We could spend the entire program on this one. Um, sure, we
1: could. <laughs>
0: look, just um, one other thing. That the article does say is this: uh, the article talks about the church experiencing a crisis of identity. Um, look, do you think that's unique to the um, uh, United Methodist Church? Well,
1: unfortunately, as you've just been indicating, it isn't. Uh, I think all churches are facing it, and many of the churches have slipped backwards from their founding fathers. They've watered, they today follow a watered down version of what they once stood for, like you've just indicated.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and you know, The Apostle Paul in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 3 said, Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day the coming of Jesus will not come unless the falling away comes first. So uh, the Apostle Paul predicted that there would be a falling away from the truths of the Bible. And I think we see that. Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world. Pastor Gary, I wonder, would John Wesley, and I've been to John Wesley's church there in London, mm-hmm. and as uh, as you said, uh, as Adventists, we uh, we admire John Wesley. He was a man of God who preached the word of God, um, you know, rode, right, what was it, 42,000 miles on horseback around England preaching mm-hmm. the word of God, and, and I believe it was the result of Wesley's work that stopped a, an English revolution like... The French Revolution.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah. anyway, that's probably another topic. But I asked the question would John Wesley, if he was to wake up today, would John Wesley recognize the Uniting Church as it is today? The Uniting Church, uh, the, the Methodist Church here in Australia is one of those that uh, group together to form the Uniting Church. Would yeah. John Wesley feel comfortable? I wonder would Martin Luther, the great German reformer, recognise the Lutheran Church of today? Mm. Would the teachings be what he taught? Would Peter and Paul recognise the Christian Church? And most importantly, would Jesus recognise the Christian Church in its present uh, in its present situation? This is why. Go on, keep going. I was just going to say, Pastor Gary, our identity as Christians is found in Jesus.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And if we say we're a Christian church, it would be expected we believe what Jesus taught and that we would follow in his footsteps and be in harmony with him. 1 John 2 verse 6 says, if we say we abide in him, we ought to walk even as he walked. Yeah. And I think that's reasonable, isn't it? Oh, more than reasonable. Go on. Don, yeah, Don so, listen,
0: look, we do need to finish this particular section, but look, Don, I really appreciate I, I think what you've said has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, you know, to me, what it's, this is saying is that uh, it is so important that we come back, uh, certainly... Individually, if our churches are not going to, we come back individually uh, to the Word of God and simply ask that question: What is the Word of God actually saying on uh, on these issues? You know, I mean, uh, yes. when I when I look, you know, to me, um, when I, I'm so conscious of where, you know, certainly, you know, some clergy are at, you know, I sort of say, hey, you know, you know, this is this mm-hmm. is not all that biblical, you know, and um, uh, increasingly. Uh, I I uh, I am I am becoming totally convicted that to come back to well, the I word the of god the,
1: the devil is trying to derail us to lose our identity as christians
0: yeah yeah so true so true. Don look, let's leave it at that particular point. Folks, let's come to some music. Uh uh this uh this song, this uh, this is one of the great hymns of the church. Uh please enjoy it. This the church has one foundation. Uh please enjoy it because that is in fact what we've been talking about.
2: is one foundation is Jesus Christ her Lord she is his new with thee
0: and that was the church has one foundation what a beautiful beautiful song uh that uh, that really is one of the great hymns of the um uh, of the christian uh, christian church uh love uh, love that uh that that hymn uh, now folks look we do have a giveaway uh, for you uh, uh for you today uh the giveaway is uh, a different book to what we had yesterday and the day before uh but dealing with exactly the same subject you know we're so conscious that uh, there are so many People with questions about this particular um, subject that uh, we do want to give uh, opportunity for as many people as possible to uh, to receive something in writing. Now uh, today's book's entitled St- "Secrets Beyond the Grave." Uh, now this is written by uh, by Dwight Hall, and um, uh, he he writes from uh, very much from personal experience. Oh God, please, uh, let him be there. The desperate cry was the beginning of a horrible nightmare for Dwight. His nine-year-old niece Kate. Katie was so young and vibrant uh, when her life was suddenly snatched away by a horrible accident. Uh, yet along with the immense pain of loss, Dwight also began to hear confusing, contradictory explanations about Katie's ultimate fate. Some said uh, she uh, went to be in heaven with Jesus. Others said she could be contacted even on the other side. Uh, but How? Could he really know? Did she get a new body in heaven? Or did her vaporous spirit remain here on earth? With so many different ideas about life after death how could he discover the truth uh this took him uh to uh to a search uh the book's entitled uh, secrets beyond the grave i believe you'll really appreciate this uh, this particular book uh it's written by uh, uh by dwight uh, dwight hall and uh uh and i believe it will answer so many of the questions that uh, that you uh, you may be asking if you'd like your own copy of secrets beyond the grave all you need to do is to text us here uh, at our studio uh, text number. Uh, that number again is 04888 80811 04888 80811. In fact, why don't you put that in your mobile phone? Just list it under drive time and uh, then you can uh, request any of our offers or perhaps if you've got a comment. Now look, if you've got a comment, if you've got a thought, if you've got a question that you'd like to ask, you can use that same number and it'll come directly to our desk uh, here at the uh, Faith FM Adelaide uh, Studios. That number again is 4 888 808 11. Uh, and for today's, uh, offer, all you'd need to do, uh, is to text us the code SA50. SA50. No gap between the SA and the 50. Just SA50. Now that'll go to our robot. Uh, we call him Faithful. Uh, he's a, he's a friendly robot. And, uh, he'll ask you, he'll respond to you. He'll ask you a few questions. No person's going to, uh, follow up. Uh, all they're going to do is, um, uh, is ask you a few questions. Uh, so that, um, we can get your, your address, your, uh, uh contact details, so we can get this, uh, book to you in the fastest, uh, possible, uh, possible way. Uh, Secrets Beyond the Grave. Text us, 04888-80811, and the code is SA50. And Now you are listening uh, to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary uh, And today our co-host is live from Perth And that's Pastor Don Felberg And Pastor Don is always uh, highly regarded uh, by our listeners Now Don recently retired as the Aboriginal Western District Regional Leader uh, And again if you'd like to comment on anything that uh, uh, that's being presented today Remember that number 04888 80811 And this week we are looking at the theme Beyond the Grave the Bible and the passing of death and yesterday we did ask that question how did Christ relate to death and today we're asking isn't the soul immortal? Now during yesterday's program uh, as we were looking at uh, at that question concerning Jesus view on death one of our listeners actually sent us a text asking if we could share on the issue of the immortal soul um, it was a really great program I know that Eric's presentation was so well appreciated uh, you know yesterday we saw how Christ continually referenced death as a sort of sleep as a sleep Um, uh, but then how do we explain our listener asked the immortal soul now Don uh, you know for years you've worked in uh, in in ministry how would you respond to that question
1: well it's a very good question and it's one that a lot of people ask and I'm not surprised that one of your listeners asked this question when we think about the immortal soul, the first thing we need to sort out is what is the soul? And um, a lot of people have an idea a little bit like what's written on a gravestone in Ripley's Amazing Fact Museum. It says, Under this sod beneath these trees lies the body of Solomon Pease. Pease is not here but only his body. He shelled out his soul and went up to God. <laughs> and so that's the concept that many people have of what the soul is. Yeah. And Pastor Gary, the ancient Egyptian, they had a, a similar thing. I, I read from a pyramid text from 2500 BC that says, O King Eunice, thou hast uh, not at all departed dead, thou hast departed living. And so that's why the Egyptians spent so much time and effort in building uh, the pyramids and building the tombs and putting all the treasures into the tombs for the afterlife. Mm. You know, beside the Great Pyramid, I've seen a boat there that was buried in kit form so that it could be put together in the afterlife later when the king needed it. And so um, Socrates, the Greek uh, philosopher and Plato These fellows lived You know, three, four, four hundred years or so Before the time of Christ And then you've got uh, Aristotle and Philo And all of those fellows They believed, uh, similarly to the Egyptians That at death the soul is freed from an impure body And it lives independently And unfortunately, Pastor Gary these concepts gradually filtered into the Christian church and uh, that the soul enjoys a separate existence apart from the body. Mm. So I think, Pastor Gary, the first thing we need to look at is what is the soul? What does the Bible teach? And I would suggest the Bible is at odds. With Egyptian ideas and Greek ideas And Roman ideas and so on It stands unique in its teaching On the subject of death Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 Tells us what a soul is And the Lord God formed man Of the dust of the ground And breathed into his nostrils The breath of life And man became a living soul So Notice, Pastor Gary, you don't have a soul. Mm -hmm. You are a soul. And so when you see the old lady down the street struggling along with a heap of parcels and you say, poor old soul, Mm -hmm. that's biblically correct. And in fact, the modern translation, some of them don't even use the word soul in Genesis 2 verse 7 where it says, you know, dust plus breath equals a living soul. They just say a living being. In fact, even the New King James says it's a living being because that's what the soul is. It's you. It's me. We're all living beings. Yeah, when, now, a,
0: when, when a ship goes down, sometimes you sort of uh, you hear, you know, they, uh, the ship they went down with uh, with uh, you know, with so many, you know, had so many souls on board, you know, it's that sort of thing.
1: And that's correct. That's correct, so many people on board, that's all the meaning, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Now, when I was a teenager, I was, um, I guess i uh, this subject interested me, this subject of the soul and what the Bible said, and so as I read through the Bible, I wrote in the front of my old Bible what I discovered, soul's. Can do. And of course I read back in those days in the King James Version of the Bible and I found out that souls eat, souls touch, souls work, souls sin, souls get discouraged, souls loathe bread, souls lust, souls long to eat. And when I looked at that, uh, I thought, that's the person. Exactly. You know, that's not a part of you. That's you. Yeah. yeah. That does all of those things. Don, could you and possibly, so,
0: before we move on, can you just go through that, that passage again in Genesis? Because I think it's really critical and I think it's really important that we pick that one, pick that one up. Now, are you suggesting that there are, uh, almost three part, uh, you know, I mean, you're talking, uh, you know, God, you know, in God's creation, you know, God made a living soul uh, from a couple of components. Are you
1: just just build that one up a bit more? Yeah, It says there that the Lord God formed a man of the dust of the ground. So you can just picture him shaping a man in in the dust, but he had no life in him. Yeah. And then it says, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of
0: life. Or the life force somewhat. Some might say that he gave him life.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then man became a living soul. So okay. so it's dust plus breath equals a living soul, but it's only living when everything's together.
0: Aha. Uh-huh. So it's possible to have a dead soul.
1: Yeah, yeah, Well, well, I guess you you are. Yeah, you could say it's You're dead, you're a dead, well, you can because the soul is the person, so if you die, you're dead. You're a dead soul, a dead person, in other words.
0: I think the book of Ezekiel actually talks about, you know, the soul that
1: sins, it shall die. In Ezekiel chapter 18 and verses 4 and 20, and... uh, and Pastor Gary, I'll read it to you from the Good News translation Which was put out by the Australian Bible Society uh-huh. And it says there, instead of the soul that sins will die It says the person who sins is the one who will die That's how it, re- that's how it reads so some, translation,
0: so some translations make it the soul that sins, it shall die yes. Other translations yes. simply say the person that sins shall die
1: that's right, that's right. And um, and there's another interesting one in the Gospels where Jesus made that famous statement in Matthew sixteen twenty six. for what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Mm-hmm. And the parallel passage in Luke 9 and verse 25 says, for what is a man advantaged if he gains the whole world and loses himself? Yeah. So the word soul and self are used interchangeably between Matthew and Luke there. So it's very clear that the soul is not a little bit that's in you that when you die jumps out of you and floats off and has to be directed, but the soul is you, and it's and is the is the soul immortal or is a person immortal? Well, as uh, as you. Um, mentioned there Ezekiel 18 there it says the soul who sins shall die so the soul who sins shall die so obviously it's not immortal yeah. now in Romans chapter 2 and verse 7 it, uh, the apostle Paul says we are to seek for glory honour and immortality now let me ask you Pastor Gary do you seek for something that you've already got it's a good question it's a good question You seek for what you haven't got Isn't that right? That's exactly right And so it says here to seek for immortality um, And another very interesting one That's uh, in in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 10 Where it says uh, Our Saviour Jesus Christ has abolished death And brought life and immortality to light Through the gospel Mm-hmm so I've thought a lot about this, Pastor Gary. If this teaching were true, that we have an immortal soul, well, then we can't. that means we can't die. That means we basically have eternal life. So what do we really need to accept Jesus for? That's a you know, question. As question. As Christians, we're told that we only have life if we accept Jesus. I mean, the Bible clearly teaches if you have the Son, you have life. If you don't have the Son, you don't have life. First John chapter 5 and verse 12. Mm. And so if, if there is some part of us that lived on eternally, well then, what do we need the cross for? What do we need Jesus for? And so really... This idea of an immortal soul which the Bible doesn't teach really hits at the cross and what Jesus did for us in offering to us eternal life. I want to say, listeners, we don't have eternal life apart from Jesus. It's only Jesus who can give to us eternal life, and we get that by accepting him as our saviour.
3: Mm.
1: Now, connected with this, Pastor Gary, is is a very clear text. If, if any listeners got any questions still, if you look at First Timothy at chapter 6 and verses 15 and 16, and it's talking here about the King of kings and Lord of lords, and that's mm. obviously God. Mm. It says, who alone has immortality. Wow. And so if God alone has immortality that means we haven't got it. Isn't that right?
0: That's exactly what it means. That's a powerful passage.
1: Yes. And so um, I, I think that, uh, you know, when we think about this subject, the first sermon that was ever preached on this topic of the immortality of the soul that is now so popular even in Christian churches, though it is not taught in the Bible, the first sermon ever preached on it was preached in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. And it wasn't preached by God. In Genesis chapter 3, you've got the story there of the serpent tempting Eve, and uh, and uh, they got talking about that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and God's command that if you eat of it, you'll die. Eve mm. said that's what God had said.
3: Mm.
1: And verse 4 of Genesis chapter 3 says, Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. God said, If you sin, you'll die. The devil said, No, you won't. And so I would suggest, Pastor Gary, that's the first sermon on the immortality of the soul. And then the pagan Egyptians and the Greeks and all of this caught hold of that and, uh, and perpetuated that that whole story.
0: Yeah no look that what you're actually sharing there is actually so important when you actually understanding one of the uh, one of the great uh texts on on this subject was written by Leroy Froome and co- entitled the conditionalist faith of our fathers and uh to me as yeah. i uh, uh as we consider this subject in fact we're going to be considering the, the implications of this uh next week because uh next week we're going to actually be looking at the whole area of spiritualism um and, and, uh, uh and we're going to be digging into that issue and then the following week we're going to be uh, struggling with the issue of hell uh, because you know this issue of you know an immortal soul has actually progressed in so many Christian traditions uh, certainly far beyond uh, what the scriptures do actually teach and it's really important that we come to understand both the love of God and what the scriptures are saying about this subject of uh, of hell and of course our understanding Understanding of what the soul is. If in fact we accept this uh, this uh, Greco-Roman concept of an immortal soul that doesn't come from Scripture, uh, then yep. that opens the door for uh, so many uh, other um, uh, beliefs that take you down the garden path. But look, guys, we need to actually. I uh, just go to a break. Uh, look, uh, please, please enjoy some some music. Uh, this is uh, Gavin. Gavin Then, when we come back, there uh, will be more from Don. He'll just start, just wrap, wrap things up there. Uh, so, uh, uh, Gavin Chitilia, as water uh, to the thirsty, uh, really appreciate uh, the words of this song. <laughs>
3: the thirsty as beauty to the eyes as strength that follows weakness as truth instead of lies as sometime and springtime and summer time to be so is my Lord, my living Lord, so is my Lord to me. of clamor, like peace that follows pain, like meeting after parting, like sunshine after rain, like moonlight and starlight and sunlight on mercy. so is my Lord, my living Lord, so is my Lord to me. sunrise
0: Gavin Châtelier, and uh the song uh, was as water to the thirsty and indeed that is exactly what Jesus Christ is uh to uh, to those that believe what a what a beautiful beautiful thought folks please remember our free giveaway book for today uh, is entitled Secrets Beyond the Grave uh, this has been written by uh, Dwight Hall, a real, a real little, uh, little beauty. Uh, it deals with so many of those questions that so many people, uh, have. It's a straight, straightforward answers, uh, to, uh, to so many, uh, so many questions. Uh, can, uh, can you be visited from beyond the grave? Um, and how do we know where the dead are right now? This is a really key, key book. Secrets Beyond the Grave by Dwight Hall. Now, look, folks, if you'd like that particular book, all you need to do is to text us here at our drive time number 80811 And just our code today is SA50, SA50. Uh, no gap between any of those, those letters. And our faithful robot, uh, he'll contact you and just get your details uh, so that we can get it to you in the fastest uh, way, way possible. Um, so SA50. To 04-888-808-11. Uh, now you are uh, listening to Faith FM uh, Drive Time. Big Q and A with uh, Pastor Gary, and today our co-host is live from Perth in West Oz, uh, Pastor Don Felberg. and re- and Don recently retired as the ab- ab- as the Aboriginal Western District Regional Leader, uh, and today we're talking on on that subject that so many people. One of our listeners did ask just yesterday, uh, isn't the soul Immortal. Now, Don, uh, we've got about uh, about uh, seven or eight minutes. Uh, can you bring it all together for us?
1: Yes, thank you, Pastor Gary. Um, we've, we've looked at the fact that the soul is the person. It's you. It's me. We haven't got one inside of us that pops out at death. But we are a living soul or mm. a living person mm. And Genesis two verse 7 very clearly gives us that definition We've also looked at the fact that that only God has immortality 1 uh, Timothy chapter 6 and verses 15 and 16 So if only God has immortality that means that we haven't got it mm. And then we're told to seek for it It's right and proper to seek for it and uh, that it comes through the gospel. And um, I'd like to conclude with this text here in First Corinthians chapter 15, and it tells us when we will get immortality. First Corinthians chapter 15 and verses 51
2: mm-hmm.
1: through to 54, it says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. That is some deep thing. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. There, um, um, Pastor Eric talked yesterday about the fact that death is asleep And here it says we shall not all sleep But we shall all be changed When's that going to happen? Verse 52 says in a moment In the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet For the trumpet will sound And the dead will be raised incorruptible And we shall be changed Amen For this corruption must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Immortality. Amen. So what are we now? Mortal. And we're going to put on immortality. And it says, So when this corruptible is put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Mm. And so when do we get immortality according to this text? It's when the trumpet sounds. Yeah. When does the trumpet sound? When Jesus comes, He sounds the trumpet. He gives the call, and the dead come forth from their uh, from sleeping in their graves, and then they given immortality. You wow. know, Pastor Gary. As I think about this, God's plan for our beloved dead is a wonderful plan. Yeah. So peacefully sleeping, not knowing all the troubles that are happening in the world. They're not feeling the hot or the cold. They're peacefully sleeping, waiting till the trumpet sounds and God gives the call. And then we'll all together go home to the glory land to be with the Lord forever. It's a beautiful plan, I believe.
0: This gives such a, such a beautiful, uh, presentation of, uh, what the future holds for the, for the believer. You know, I, I well remember in, uh, in high school, uh, uh, i studying a poem by one of the, uh, great, uh, English, uh, poets, John Donne. You know, it was entitled, it was a sonnet, I think, Death Be Not Proud, Death Be Not Proud, though some have called thee mighty and dreadful, for thou art not so. You know, and, uh, you know, he goes, Through and he talks about the various ways that people have met their met their death, but he's able to climax and he's able to say, you know, many have called you mighty and dreadful, but thou art not so, you know. And and in fact, to me, uh, John Donne, in that, uh, you know, that that great English poet, um, you know, sums up this just uh, just so powerfully uh, because indeed, uh, what we what we have here is incredible hope for the future. you know, I don't Absolutely. know about you, Don, but, you know, so many, uh, you know, you've, like me, you know, you've taken many, uh, many funerals. And, uh, yes. you know, tell me, how do you find this belief impacts those who are, uh, who are facing uh, or, you know, have had loved ones that have, you know, have passed away? Yes,
1: there's a marked difference between those who have a faith in Christ and look forward to the resurrection morning and those who don't have any faith in Christ or any hope of the resurrection morning a marked difference. I've seen people without any hope they're trying to jump down the grave before it's, you know, on the coffin and this sort of thing and you hear their shrieks and their, their wails that where people have a hope Yes, there's still tears because death is an enemy, mm. but they've got hope, and that's what Paul says. We don't sorrow as those who have no hope.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that. that is in fact, if you go into the, I think you know. I mean, I had one privilege on one time. Um, you know, there was uh, uh, in the catacombs in in Rome. I had I had the privilege to yeah. actually do a tour through there, and uh, you can you can tell. Where the Christian yes. terms are, can't you?
1: You can, that's right. The pagan ones had no hope. they said goodbye forever, yeah, whereas the Christian ones say goodbye until the morning. Yeah. they had hope.
0: Yeah, yeah, and to me, as I look at this, I say, hey, you know this is uh, this is so positive. you know I, you know we can face face uh, the future. With incredible hope, there is nothing uh, to be afraid of here. And yes. uh, to me, I, I, I like you have had the had the privilege to uh, be able to share with many people, particularly at the time of you know you know approaching approaching death, and uh, so many mm. who who haven't previously asked questions in this area do actually yes. ask the questions at uh, yes. uh, as they approach uh, certainly their own uh, their own death. Um, but Don, yes. look, I'm, I'm really conscious that we, we do need to bring our, our time to a close. Look, I'm just wondering, how would you feel about praying, uh, for, sure. uh, maybe, uh, any of our, uh, any of our listeners who may be struggling, uh, and, and saying, hey, look, you know, am I right with, uh, with, with Jesus Christ? You know, uh, mm. maybe there are some who haven't accepted the words of scriptures on this particular issue. Would you just like to pray for them?
1: Sure. Our loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have given us uh, your word and uh, it makes clear what happens when we die. Lord, when it comes to a serious subject like this, we we what other people think, what our friends think and what philosophers think don't really comfort us. We need your words which are truth and that we can trust. You conquered death. And because of that, you offer us hope. And we thank you for the confident words of scripture that all that are in the graves, Lord Jesus, you said this yourself, all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and come forth. Those that have done good to the resurrection of life and those that have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. Lord, I just pray that you'll bless the listeners today and if there's somebody that's Struggling with understanding this subject, I pray that you'll bless them as they study further and that they might find peace in your wonderful teaching about our beloved dead. And Lord, if there's anybody that hasn't made things right with you, I pray that your Holy Spirit will be with them and that they will soon see their way clear to make a full commitment to you, Lord Jesus that they can be ready for your soon return. So bless, we pray, and we thank you in Jesus'
0: name. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Pastor Don Felberg on Drive Time. Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when our good friend uh, Nick uh, will be sharing with Pastor Ricardo Schaefer. Uh, They're going to be asking, is the resurrection literal. Now this is so important. This is so key. Are we talking a literal resurrection? This is good news. This is wonderful news. Please join us uh, tomorrow. We really look forward uh, to you being with us then. But until then, please remember Christ said I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart and the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you.
3: This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.